Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 18, Chapter 217. Archangela Keani is restored to health. A nun consecrated to God at Spoleto in the convent of St. Catherine, called Archangela Archeani, had suffered for five years from a recurrent and dangerous fever. It had been a daily recurrence every day at the same hour, but for the last two years it had been continuous, steadily increasing and no medical treatment was of any avail. She was advised in a letter from Maria Maddalena Orsini, a very distinguished lady, to implore the aid of Philip. When she did so, she was at once delivered from her illness to the astonishment of the doctors. That happened on the 14th of August, 1598. The Maria Maddalena I have mentioned was the same one that Lalio Anguillara had married, that famous man who was lord of the town of Cerio. When Lalio died, she decided to embrace the religious life, eager to serve Christ, rather than remain any longer in the world. She picked on the order of St. Dominic, and consecrated herself to the greatest of kings. It was during the reign of Pope Gregory XIII that she began to lead the religious life in a convent which she had built in Rome on the Quirinal. But that is enough about her. Let us return to Philip. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a wonderful act of providence that we're reading about Spoleto on this February 27th. Because today, it weren't Sunday, if we were following the more ancient calendar, or if we were passionists, we would be celebrating the Feast of St. Gabriel of the Seven Sorrows, a young man from Spoleto. He was the valedictorian of his high school. He loved to hunt. He loved to dance. He loved to have fun. He drew little comic type things, little pictures of the free people in school. And he shocked everyone when the day after graduation, he went off to join the novitiate or the passionist. No one knew what a deep 
religious life this young man was leading. And he would die very young. He would face many crosses of an interior sort. But he had a profound devotion to Our Lady. And so we're reading tonight about this nun in Spoleto, hundreds of years before St. Gabriel lived, but it's the same city. And it should remind us that God's providence is very concrete. And concrete means individual, definite, not abstract, not in general. No, his providence works all things for the good of those who love him. And another connection, you might laugh, but 14th of August, 1598. Well, the 14th of August is the day that Maximilian Kolbe, Kolbe finally died. 1942, he had been injected with poison. He had been in a starvation bunker. He had lived for two weeks without food because he had voluntarily gone to die for a married man who had been chosen to go into the starvation bunker. And Maximilian Colby stepped forward and the commandant couldn't believe what was happening. And he said, who are you? And he said, I'm a Catholic priest and I don't have a family and children like that man. I will die in his place. Well, Maximilian Colby finally gave up his spirit, having watched all the other prisoners die, helping them to die in the starvation bunker. He finally died on August 14th. Again, from the eyes of faith, from the eyes of the mystical body of Christ in which we are all parts, living members across time and space, there is no coincidence. There is no accidents in the mystical body of Christ. We are truly connected to one another. We are truly connected to the saints. And what bonds us all is the love of the Holy Spirit, the love that is the Holy Spirit, the soul of this mystical body. God is outside of time. And so I encourage you tonight to be grateful, to be grateful to any connections you feel with any saint, to be grateful to the place in which you were baptized, to be grateful for the time even in which you live, the place in which you live. Because we don't really know how fully our lives are connected to one another. I'm sure that this nun, Archangela, had no inkling of St. Gabriel, who would come from Spoleto, nor of St. Maximilian Colby. But just maybe her own perseverance, her own sufferings, were used by God to raise up two of those saints, maybe just partly. We don't know for sure. Maybe this sounds crazy to you. But as we get ready for Lent, 
as we begin to think about what we're going to do for Lent, it's crucial that we remember the mystical body of Christ. It's crucial that we remember that the penance we do, that is the voluntary sufferings we take on, or the acceptance of some suffering that we can't get away from, some pain. That's what penance is. Penance is some kind of little painful thing that we accept out of love to make up for the consequences of sin. But not only our own sins, but also the sins of others. During Lent, we have to remember that we can save souls. We can help other people get to heaven. And the meaning of our life is not bound to what we can see and touch and experience here and now. The meaning of Archangela's life was not limited to when she lived. And the limit of St. Philip's life was not limited to when he lived. The full truth of what you and I are going through, the full truth of our life, will only be clear the final judgment. And everything that's hid will be made known. Everything that was spoken in secret will be spoken from the rooftop. Then, in the mystery of Christ, the full mystery of Christ, the mystery of his head and members, the mystery of his death and resurrection and ascension, the mystery that you and I are living out, in the fullness of that mystery, in the glory of the Trinitarian life, when all is said and done, then we will see and love and contemplate how all things work for the good of those who loved him. And we'll understand why things happen just the way they are. And we'll understand how many friends we have across time and space. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.